Hello and welcome to Counselling Conversations with Julie, brought to you by Beyond the Surface Counselling. If you have not already done so, please share, like, follow and subscribe to the podcast, a podcast where we look through the lens of counselling to help you improve your relationships, life and look for ways to live a more healthy and fulfilling life. In today's episode, we're talking about agoraphobia. And agoraphobia is a mental health condition that causes excessive fear of certain situations. So some people may even avoid leaving their homes in quite extreme cases. And it's an agoraphobia is an anxiety disorder that causes that intense fear of becoming overwhelmed, trapped, or unable to escape and get help. And it often starts as a mild anxiety about a particular event or situation or place that escalates over time into a generalised fear of being in that public space. Now, people with agoraphobia often avoid new places and unfamiliar situations, such as being in a crowd, um, public transport, for instance, enclosed spaces or large open areas or places outside of their home, so outside of that comfort zone. It may also include like empty empty playground parks or any public space that may seem threatening to a person suffering from agoraphobia. Now, we all experience anxiety at some point in our lives. However, an anxiety disorder causes excessive worry and it impacts our daily life activities. It's really challenging to actually put yourself out there and get on with your daily life when you are in the grips of an extreme anxiety attack. In, um, and when challenged with agoraphobia, the fear is of a physical and mental um, sensations and feelings, often of panic you know, losing control, you're frightened of losing control and panicking and then embarrassing yourself. Often this fear, so it leads it leads us to want to be unwilling to visit certain places or meet certain people or go to a different situation or events in case it triggers one of those anxiety or panic attacks. Now, the signs of agoraphobia are like a panic attack. So you may experience, you know, the following symptoms when you are in situations or spaces that cause fear. It may, you may feel anxiety, that dread, the, the beating rapid heartbeat, trouble breathing. You might hyperventilate, so you're breathing um, fast or, and you get lightheaded or dizzy. You might feel it in like a hot flush in your body. Uh, It might start at your feet and come up your body or it might start at your head and go down your body. You might hear um, like a booming sound in your your head or the opposite. You may feel, feel chills or feel sick in the stomach. You may feel shaky and fearful and you may excessively sweat. So, for example, if you're fearful of small spaces, getting into an elevator could be really problematic for you. The door closes, it's a very small 
space. It's multiplied hundred times if you've got other people in there as well because you would be fearful of having a panic attack. And if you're going from, say, the first floor to a multi-storey complex, which you want to get to the higher floors, it's going to be a very challenging time for you in that elevator. So predominantly people who experience that fear of enclosed space will avoid those places. Now, it does develop over time, and it usually begins with a stressful event, say, such as a relationship breaking up, or if you've actually been stuck in an elevator, I'll use that, I'll use that um, scenario. If you've been stuck in one previously, obviously that stressful event is going to trigger that feeling of panic when you get into the next elevator. We're upset and distressed and we limit and avoid those interactions with either people around us. Now, this is called the avoidance behavior or in situations. And we may limit who we see, the groups of people and situations. And as time goes on, we widen this circle of avoidance to larger groups, larger places and specific places and situations until, unfortunately, we are eventually housebound. We stay at home. A stressful event may have triggered a panic attack. And these can be scary, they're unpleasant, embarrassing, and we will do anything to avoid any place or situation that we might think might trigger another attack until we have avoided and limited many situations and places in fear that it might happen again. Agoraphobia can severely reduce our quality of life if left untreated. It can reduce activities we once enjoyed. Um, going out of the house and socialising. When we have limited our contact with our social networks, we risk isolation, boredom and loneliness. And our emotions of distress, despair, anger, we could be frustrated with ourselves, they rise and then we become to feel powerless to change our behaviour. Or we also may choose unhealthy coping mechanisms to compensate for these feelings such as alcohol, drugs, eating more or eating less. These negative feelings damage our self-esteem and may lead to other anxieties and fears and depression. If you're experiencing any of these symptoms, please check in with your health professional. Your health professional can suggest positive treatment options. Now, agoraphobia responds well to treatment. The options your doctor or health professional may suggest will vary from person to person depending on your circumstances and your preferences. Remember, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Here are a few of suggestions um, that may be helpful. So, like medication, counselling, support groups, relaxation and self-help methods. Self-help methods are the key to assisting to learn how to recognise and control anxious thoughts and feelings, which then will often lead to addressing specific situations, the places or people that we fear. And here are some of the suggestions. So psychoeducation, finding out and researching from a reputable source about agoraphobia, 
This will provide you with that understanding of how anxiety affects our bodies and minds. Focus on your breathing. Breathe slowly as hyperventilation, which is that breathing too fast and too shallow, will make the symptoms of the panic attack worse. We panic if we feel we can't breathe, as well as the fear that we're facing in a situation. Consciously slow your breathing down. Take an inward breath through your nose and exhale through your mouth, nice and slow. Let's do it now. Breathe in through our nose and out through our mouth, nice and slow. Practice this. It's great because before you need it in a panic attack, trying it and practicing and seeing how your body responds, try it for a few times a day until you get into that habit. Use relaxation techniques. So learn how to relax your mind and body through meditation, mindfulness, could be yoga could be any body movement, Tai Chi. It could be walking in the bush. Relaxation, other relaxation techniques that you already actually are, are doing or you are thinking of doing or your regular exercise. Sometimes we, we need to try these things a few times to find the one that really resonates with us. The ones we feel comfortable in trying and the ones we feel comfortable and confident to continue to use when we find that it actually benefits our bodies and our minds. Check in with what you're eating. Are you eating a healthy, nutritious food you're putting into your body? And remember to keep really well hydrated. These things are important to maintain a healthy mind and body. And the last suggestion is to gradually increase exposure to the fearful situations but in a controlled way. So start with the least feared situation. Take a trusted person as support with you and use your slow breathing techniques and other coping mechanisms that you've learned to control your anxiety. With regular practice, the exposure to your fear will decrease. During the gradual exposure technique, it's very important that you have the support and guidance from a mental health professional. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have found Counselling Conversations with Julie helpful. If you think this podcast would help someone you love or know, please share, like, follow and subscribe to the podcast. And if you don't mind, give me a five-star rating. You will be ultimately helping others to find the podcast. In addition, If you have something on your mind, a question or something you would like me to delve deeper into, click the link in the bio below, what's on your mind. Until next time, be kind and gentle with yourself.